Hi, and welcome to Friends of Brother Adam. My name is Dennis, and I'll be your host for today. Uh, we're going to be working on, uh, once again, our Beekeeper Production Technician course. Um, and today we're going to be covering some of the points about performing field work with colonies. And we're going to be talking about replacement of frames why we do it what's what's the reasons behind it um, we'll go a lot deeper into it but for right now um, I'd like to uh, tell you about supporting us by watching us on Odyssey or library um, you can find us at uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash lbry.tv or on odyssey.com you're going to search up friends of brother adam you can also find us on the anchor app uh, you can download that through um, apple or through uh, google um, and it's uh, if you're just looking for it on the web it's anchor.fm and again you're going to be looking for friends of brother adam you can support us by watching on Odyssey or Library. Uh, they do have a library coin tip option. Or if you're listening to uh, me on the assorted podcast that I'm broadcast out to, you can find a QR code on the splash screen of the, the um, podcast. This uh, QR code is for Bitcoin. So if you have a little bit of coin and you can send me uh, a little something something, um, please do. Um, it's always great to be able to uh, receive uh, some appreciation for my work. Um, also, um, I'm saving up for that great PC in the sky. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to uh, set up a PC in order to do some more video editing on library. Um, so, um, that's what we're working for, and, and I wanted to uh, be able to earn that uh, PC off of uh, this podcast that I'm doing, um, and uh, just trying to have a sustainable business, <laughs> you know, um, and, and not go into debt in order to have the business that I'm working on. Um, but more than that, we hope that you our guys are uh, enjoying our podcasts. And uh, if you are, make sure you like and subscribe on the platform that you're on. Also, um, you can, you know, uh, uh, give me a, a five star or however many uh, stars you think I, I deserve. And it helps uh, not only my fragile male ego, but it also helps other people find this podcast and uh, so that we can all learn together. So going back to Bravo 1, B1, performing field work with colonies. Um, now that we are into the winter season, <laughs> we put our bees to sleep and now it's time for all of us to go around and take uh, count of our, our uh, frames that we have and, and um, we need to be uh, storing our frames that we intend on reusing the next year uh, with the wax that we intend on using. Um, if you don't really understand why we would want to reuse the wax, 
Um, the reason is, is that um, when you start out from fresh wax or fresh uh, uh, frames that don't have any comb in it, um, a lot of times the bees don't really recognize that that's a place that need, they need to build their comb on. Um, so it's up to the beekeeper to give them a hint. Um, a lot of times we will rub wax on the uh, starter strip that's at the top. Um, or if you're putting in uh, plastic inserts, um, you can rub wax on the plastic inserts and it kind of gives the bees the idea that this is where they need to build their uh, new home um, and, and start putting uh, little tiny cells on this piece of plastic that's kind of foreign to them. Uh, so they will, uh, but you need to kind of give them a hint. And when they are putting wax on frames, uh, they're actually usually doing it during a flow. And so by a flow, we mean um, the flowers are giving out nectar. Excuse me. And they are, um, they are taking that nectar into their honey bellies and bringing it back to um, the hive. And then they'll transfer that to other bees. But they will also take some of that nectar and put it into their regular stomachs and digest it. And in the process of um, eating that food, um, they are producing a wax flake on their bellies, on the scale on their bellies. Um, and so when they go back to the hive, they pull off that wax scale, they masticate it, they chew it, and then they place it in the hive on um, a place where they are creating their new, um, their new wax home. And so um, they use up the, the honey in the amount of six parts to one part wax. So six parts nectar or honey to one part wax. So it is a very big drain on the production of a hive to have to every year create that much wax. So a lot of times what beekeepers try to do is they try to extend the amount of seasons that you can place a frame covered with wax cells into a hive and they try and reuse that so that they get a larger amount of honey out of their bees. Um, of course, you know that we, we need to um, leave the bees with enough uh, nectar and honey that they can, uh, nectar which is made into honey, that they can survive the winter on that carbohydrate, or yeah, that carbohydrate, and then the protein which is the pollen, um, and, and the two of them together is what they have for their meal. But we as beekeepers take off a large portion of their, their surplus, and we, we sometimes feed them or we leave enough honey for them to, to make the winter season. So um, it, beekeepers, a lot of times, they, they want to maximize their, their um, profits. And so they will reuse this wax. 
there are some problems in reusing the wax. Um, wax is considered the liver of the hive. So what do we mean by that? Um, in humans, our liver is used to filter out some of the toxins that we uh, absorb through our bodies, some of the toxins that we eat. Um, you know, it, it's what clears out the alcohol <laughs> that people like to, to imbibe. Um, it's, it's stuff that, that filters out the, the um, medicine that we take. Um, if we were to take medicine and not have a liver, it would go through our bodies and keep affecting our bodies um, until some other way of elimination. But we have a liver and that filters out the, the medicines so that when we take a medicine into our body, it acts correctly and it doesn't build up to such a point that it's toxic to us. In a hive, the wax works in the same way. Um, it's when when the bees come and place it, um, it it is a it is it comes out of their body um, and onto a scale on their belly, and they pull it off the scale, they chew it, and then whatever that they were eating in the um, environment whatever they you know when they went and and extracted the nectar from the the flowers whatever poisons that were on the flowers whatever's in the environment that got in the flowers it goes in their mouths and when they come back and they chew the wax it takes that poison out of their mouth and and puts it into a, a place where um, it's away from their bodies now um, there is uh, there is a problem in that um, that's also where they keep their babies. So um, part of the hive is utilized for storage of of the honey, and part of the hive is used for uh, dehumidification of the nectar to make honey. Part of the hive is used for uh, area for them to keep their uh, pollen that they make into bee bread. Um, part of the hive is used for, of course, the brood chamber where they keep their babies. Um, and the most important bee in the hive, uh, just because she is laying eggs and stuff, she resides all the time in the hive and walks across the top of this this. Uh, um, wonderful structure, cell structure, but of course she is absorbing whatever's in the uh, hive onto her feet and into her body. Um, and she is, um, um, it's very important to keep her healthy. And so you don't want her walking across comb that has poisons in it. Um, when she lays her babies in it, those babies reside in that cell for, you know, 15, 17 days, whatever their, their, their cast is. Um, they're residing in that cell. And then when they graduate and come out and become an adult, another egg is laid in that same area. Now they do place an extra little cocoon in there um, um, when when the the bee gets to a certain age in its development it goes into a cocoon like uh, structure 
it makes a cocoon-like structure, which is, uh, they spin a little bit of, uh, um, kind of like a silk type, um, structure in there. And then when they graduate, the bees don't go in and clean out that, uh, cocoon. They just cut the top off and allow the bee to come out. Um, but then they go and they put some wax in there and kind of just create a new little, uh, bedding for the next little bee to come and be laid in. Um, and so year after year after year, this little cell becomes um, impregnated with whatever was in the bee's mouth um, as it masticates the, the wax there. And um, hives, uh, it, unlike the bumblebee that takes down a piece of wax and then rebuilds a new cup for um, the nectar or the queen to lay an egg in or the pollen, um, honeybees, they don't they do remasticate and re rebuild a little bit but it's mostly just to line the inside of these cells so that they can put in uh another another larva another egg um and the other reason that they do it is um a lot of times they extend the cell so that it is um as they as the cocoons build up inside the cell um, they need to extend the cell out a little bit so that it fits um, the the bee baby that's in there. Um, so when it when it starts making its pupa or its uh, cocoon, um, it will have enough room to grow and it won't stick too far out. Um, and as we know, the size of the cocoon or the size of the cell also tells the queen what type of egg she needs to lay in there so you know um, they sometimes at the bottom of the of the uh, frames if they're free cells they will make um, drone cells um, so they'll make the, the cells a little bit bigger and as successive drones are hatched out of there it goes down in size and goes down in size until the point where they will actually be laying regular bee uh, larvae in there because it's smaller. Um, and they have uh, the, the face of the wax comb grows out as it gets older. <clears throat> now, one of the things that we realize with um, this, this frame is that uh, the color also changes. And what's the reason for the color? It's that silk uh, cocoon that is put in there. And over time, that silk cocoon um, the co changes the color. And the wax is, is a clearer type um, um, <laughs> material. So it, it, you know, when when you look at it, you see the, the cocoon behind there and not so much that yellow clear wax that that we usually love to see excuse me um so um the other thing is 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 you start seeing the substances that come out of the bee's mouth and and the substances that get stuck in the wax and so when you start seeing wax that is almost black it is so full of um, 
toxins from the environment. It is so full of your miticides. It is like checkmate or whatever. It is it has the miticides in there. Um, you know, if you use formic acid to um, smoke up in there, that'll be added to the wax. Um, you know, if you... Um, whatever is in there it it becomes the liver of the hive and so it turns dark and it's not something that we want to keep in the hive so in the winter time when uh, we're we've separated the honey from the um the the frames um and in in your management what you've done is you've taken the frames that used to be brewed wax used to be brood comb and you've moved it up in the hive um, and the queen who likes to lay in fresher uh, combs um, and and will prefer to lay in fresher combs she will actually go to the fresher combs and lay rather than going up into the black combs to lay so what you've done is you've put the older frames up higher and um, then you've separated the, the honey from that wax. A lot of times when you remove the boxes for the winter, you remove um, boxes that contain the darker wax. And you, you take it into your honey house, you separate it, and then you set it aside. And then um, in the winter time, of course, it doesn't have bees occupying that those wax frames. So it gives you the time to go through your wax frames and um, take a look at them. If they are something that that needs to be done to the frames themselves, the wood, uh, whether you need to repair the ears of the frame, the, the parts that stick out that onto the box of the frame. If you need to repair those little ears, you, you can do that. At, at this time if you need to go and um, um, you know uh, take out black frames you can um, and uh, the black wax frames you can um, you need to take a look and see if there's too many drone cells if you have um, at the bottom of your frames a, a place for them to uh, make bigger cells a lot of times if you you know half of the frame is a drone cell um, you might not want that for <laughs> for your in, in your um, hive to encourage the queen to make more drones you might want to encourage her to make more uh, workers so if you're looking through there and you see too many drone cells it's time to take that comb out um, or to take that comb and utilize that comb with the larger drone cells um, utilize that comb to decrease the amount of mites in your hive so you might take that comb out and then at a certain time of the year put that comb back in and allow the queen to put drones in that comb and then you'll take that comb out and with the with the drone cap drone cells in it and you'll put it in your freezer and kill off the the drones and the many many mites that are in there and that's a, a way of decreasing the mite load in your hive um, you might want to do that or you might want to just recycle that uh, that frame and utilize the wax and uh, um, 
spruce up that frame, put in a starter strip and put it back in your hive in the spring. Um, you also want to check to see if you have any sagged or distorted cells. Um, a lot of times this happens in the summertime when they put wax on the frames and it gets too hot. Um, your your uh, cells will kind of sag and distort. Um, if they have made queen cells on it, um, you know, they, they cut off the queen cells um, in the normal course of business. Um, after the queen has left, they cut off the queen cells and pull that stuff off. But you'll see these huge, big, saggy holes where the queen cells used to be. Um, if you see a lot of those sagged and distorted cells, it might be time to pull your frame. Sorry. Um, mouse damage. Um, if you're going through and, and, you know, you've recovered a hive that either has a dead mouse in the bottom of it and because uh, the bees have done their job and stung the, the mouse and made sure that uh, the mouse is not wrecking the rest of the hive. Um, but the mouse has gotten in and, and dug holes in the frames or have, you know, laid his nest in, in there. Um, that frame now is no good <laughs> for uh, being anywhere around human consumption. Um, so you need to take that frame out, recycle it, and uh, uh, create um, a new wax strip for it and put it back in after it's totally cleaned and bleached out. Um, so, um, yeah, most damage. You need, to, you need to get that out of the hive as soon as possible and, and uh, um, start again on that frame. Uh, broken tabs on the frame, broken ears. You can call them tabs or ears. Um, if you find broken parts, or if you take uh, it out and you you know take a look at it and you notice that the um, frame has warped and there's a huge big wow in it, or or you know any weirdness with the frame, if you've got a crack in the middle of it, or you know. Things are happening. Um, you might want to take it out, recycle it, and and uh, utilize it for something else, or um, take it out, pop off the top frame or the bottom, uh, the top bar or the bottom bar, pop it off, refix it with uh, uh, parts from another frame that you had to to set aside. Um, in my apiary, I have. <laughs> A huge big bin of frame parts that have been recycled. So I'll go through and I'll I'll pull out the nails um, and or the staples and uh, pull the frames apart um, that have either half fallen apart or have a, a warped uh, top or bottom or or the sides are damaged or something. I'll pull them all apart and put the parts into different areas. Um, the parts that are damaged and can't be reused for frames, I will use them in different areas in the in the bee yard. Um, for the airport landing area, <laughs> um, that bar that goes in there, um, it's amazingly close to the size of the bottom frame bar. Um, so a lot of times I'll pull that bar out and if I need to have a bar to uh, stop up a hive or um, make it so that the hive has a smaller hole 
I'll take it to the bandsaw, saw the whole size that I need, put it in there, and decrease the uh, the entrance space for the bees for the winter. Um, a lot of times, if you need to uh, fix something, um, I'll use uh, frame parts to fix something. Uh, this year, when I went to raise up the back of the hives for the winter, um, to make sure that they were all raised up, I took out whatever that I had there and I ended up using old top bar frame parts and put in there on the back of the hive so that it was tipped up evenly all the way across every single one of my hives. So <laughs> there, you, you can reuse these things and it's, uh, it's always a good thing to reuse and, and to change what you're doing with your, your uh, reused frames. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> don't, don't waste, right? Um, also you're looking for lumpy areas, um, on the, on the wax. So <laughs> you want to put nice looking frames back in to your hive. So if you have huge, big built out areas, um, usually inside the hive, if it's, not a hive that you are working you'll notice that um the the wax that comes down the the what would be in frames the huge big wax columns they're usually warped and and kind of flow and and uh, wave around each other and it's what they do to um decrease the air movement in the hive and, and allow the uh, the heat that they create to um, heat up the hive in a different way. Um, it, it stops air from blowing directly through and allows for regulation within the hive of temperature and humidity. Um, but in our nice hives that we're trying to create, we try and get rid of some of the burr comb, get rid of some of the wows that are in there. Um, I've seen and have done it where um, in the winter time, if you go through with a, a bread knife with serrations and you, you put the bread knife on the top bar and put the bread knife on the bottom bar and you just kind of use your knife to carefully saw across the, the, the wax uh, face, you can saw off some of those big, huge wows. Now, the bees will have to go back in and, and, and rebuild on, on some of those, but it's a way of utilizing the wax as the base, but still telling the bees that you can't have these big, huge, built-out cells that, that look ugly and gross and catch on everything. And it makes you really feel bad when you go and you walk you go through your hive and you pull out a frame and it's got a huge big wow on it and they put babies in there and you rip it out and it rips off a bunch of the babies. It makes you feel really terrible and it sets the hive back a bunch. So you want to decrease that by, by fixing the wows by either sawing them off or deciding, okay, this, this frame is beyond help. Let's, let's set it aside. Um, so that's that's some of the things that we do. Um, we want to make sure that if you guys are 
um, not our treatment-free folks. If you guys are the people who are using um, miticide, if you're using any other um, uh, chemicals in the hive, you need to be rotating your um, frames out. It says here in, in the literature, it says after five years of treatment, friends, if you're not changing, if you're treating and you're putting chemicals in the hive and you're not changing them out every three years, you're doing your bees some harm. Um, you know, we, we look at colony collapse and we say, oh yeah, it's, it's diseases from the outside. It's, it's, uh, you know, the mites are coming in and, and spreading viruses through the hive. But friends, colony collapse is also the poisons that we put into the hives that are getting into the larva and causing a lot of issues. So if you're not replacing your hives, if you're not or your uh, frames every three years and you're putting poisons in there, you're probably adding to some of the issues that the bees are having. So make it a three-year rotation. And how do you do that? Um, when you go and you recycle a frame, <laughs> you sand off the top bar that has the date and time or, or the date that you put it in there, and then maybe the purpose of, of the frame or whatever. You've, if you've written anything on the top of that, take your sandpaper and sand it down so that you've got a free, clean slate. When you put it into the hive, put on, you know, like if you're putting it in this next year, it'll be 2022. So you put your 22 on there, and you usually use like a red marker or a black marker, and you just you know, keep it the same throughout the, the years um, and put 22 on, on like the right side of it um, as you put it into the, into the hive. That way you know this frame needs to be rotated out 2025 so that uh, you get your three-year rotation. Um, so that's how you know. Um, the other way that you can do it is if you... Um, Put a little bit of paint on on the top um, and you color code and you just know um, one year you're going to be taking out all the yellow um, pieces of paint frames <laughs> like little little yellow things uh, all the yellow ones come out this year all the blue ones come out this year you know if you have that color code um, that's good however it's a lot easier for people just to realize that, you know, the 22 on there means 2022 and it comes out in 2025. <clears throat> so uh, you want to uh, remove the frames if the comb is free of brood. Um, yeah. So um, in the fall, you know, uh, there's maybe some comb in there that... Um, the end, the two end frames are usually honey, and then they usually go in the next frames in. If they have decreased the brood box and they have left the uh, position eight and position two frames, if they have no longer have um, um, brood on that and it's just wax, and you're going through during the fall and you pop it up and you take a look at it and there's no brood on it, there's no honey on it, there's no pollen in it, there's no reason for that to be in your brood box, take it out and then 
uh, put in, you know, some some stores for them, whether it's uh, extra pollen that, that you were pulling out of other hives, or if it's honey, put it in and take out those frames that are free of uh, brood in the fall. Um, and uh, you're you're going to be ordering your your hive in the way that you know you're supposed to order your hive. Uh, you move the frames toward the outside of the brood area where the brood may hatch, uh, and problems will not affect the future brood rearing. Um, so, like if you start noticing that there's uh, a certain issue with your with your brood, or if you are trying to increase the amount of brood so you're putting in uh, new yellow wax into the brood area you can take that brood that is on the darker areas uh, darker wax and you can put it up uh, into the honey chamber throw in a um, throw in a queen excluder uh, in between the two and they'll hatch out up top and then after they hatch out, the queen won't be laying in your darker brood uh, frames and uh, you can start rotating them up. Uh, they will backfill those into honey. You take them in to your honey house uh, and separate the honey off of the frames. And then when that's done, then you can remove your frames from the operation. So you, as you are ordering your frames and as you are... Um, creating the brood nest that you want to have there, please remember to move those darker ones up to the top. Um, the darker ones are perfectly fine for uh, them putting honey in and for you to separate the honey out. Um, a lot of times you can have them up there for the last two years of your three-year rotation and they'll, they'll do perfectly fine up there. Um, the queen always wants to lay on newer wax combs. So while you're, you know, working on your, your hive during the year, just keep that in mind. Any um, new frames that you're putting into the hive that you're encouraging them to continue to wax out, um, those are the ones that the queen is going to be hip to lay on she will start laying on them before they get two or three inches of wax uh, cells already made she will already be in there and already be laying in them like she is is excited about new wax so um, it's up to you to start moving some of those darker frames out putting a new frame in for them to wax out for them to to start laying in and uh, um, it, there's something to be said about keeping them in a certain mode of creating wax and putting babies in those new wax frames. Um, <laughs> the, I, some of my internet mentors have talked about keeping them in that mode. There are two or three different modes that bees get into. Um, bees will get into... Uh, putting in wax, laying eggs, or then they'll start decreasing the wax uh, creation and then they'll start doing things like swarming. <laughs> they'll get in the swarming mood and then, and then there's very little that you can do to change them from that swarming mood. But if you keep them in the wax 
creation and baby laying mode they won't go into that swarming mode as fast and uh, a lot of times you can you can um, have them stay in that wax creation mode and not swarm throughout the whole entire year that's one of the methods that people use to to keep bees from swarming so if you're on top of it if you're a hobby beekeeper and you have a bit of time that's what you want to try and do kind of keep in your mind and uh, it it all deals with the uh, recycling of your frames the placing it in there for them to re-wax it you got to keep on top of it um, as soon as they have re-waxed one frame move that over into the brood area pull out your honey that they have put on frame one and frame 10 pull those out place those above and put in new frames for them to wax out so you know you just keep rotating that through um, and as you're working on your your different hives if you need to supplement other hives with uh, a little more brood you'll be pulling brood out of the brood chamber when you do that move every all the other brood towards the middle and then on the outsides place in another frame that you want them to wax up so it's it's just something to keep in mind every time you get the opportunity throw in a new frame into that brood chamber they will build it out and that queen will be on there quicker than lickety split to lay her eggs so um let's see is there anything else we're missing here badly damaged frames you need to place oh um so if you end up with uh, a honey frame that is badly damaged but you know you need to <laughs> you need to take it out of operation before you put it in to spin it out or whatever else uh, a lot of times what beekeepers will do is they'll take a badly damaged frame and they have a place in their yard that they go and they place this badly damaged frame they usually take a, a jackknife or something and and scrape across it and open up a lot of the the honey um cells that have been waxed or whatever and it that smell of honey you know uh, encourages the bees to come and rob this frame out um <sighs> Um, I, I do it in my, uh, bee yard occasionally, but I usually take my frames that I want them to rob out. I take them over to where I do my open feeding and I let them just, you know, do their business and rob it out. Um, but encouraging robbing in your apiary, you know, if you put, if you put your frame that you want them to rob out right next to the hive that, that is a little bit weak it'll start them robbing from that weak hive as well. So you, you, you know, keep your, keep your bee yard orderly, um, allow them to rob out if you want to, um, in the area that you usually feed them from that way, you're not encouraging them to start robbing out weaker hives. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but what some people do is they just kind of say, okay, well, broken frame this is for me to take home and and uh, uh, give some honey to the sweethearts and and uh, so you take it home and make a mess of her kitchen 
<laughs> and uh, you know put it into a jar um, a lot of people like that that fresh honey uh, um, and sometimes it's the only uh, honey that you have throughout the uh, honey creation season in your house and so you know it's it's a good thing to do occasionally um, but that's that's generally what we do with our frames um, if you guys have any thoughts or or any questions please make sure you guys email me my email that you can reach me at is fatbeehoneyranch at gmail.com um, also um, please like and subscribe um, I really appreciate you guys listening to this and hopefully um, here in season five of uh, our podcast, we'll get out a few more uh, evenly spaced podcasts for you guys to listen to. I know you guys like to listen to podcasts that are non-political. It seems like everything nowadays is non-political. They try and drag politics into everything. But if there's anything that we can do here at uh, Friends of Brother Adam to, to make this non-political, to, to try and uh, take care of you guys and to take care of me and my self-care um, that's non-political, that's what we want to do. <laughs> we want to just try and keep keep this a friendly uh, chat about bees and, and learning about bees. Anyways, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming, and uh, we will talk with you all soon. Bye.